Brethren, we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, and another man is building upon it. Let each man take care how he builds upon it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed with fire and the fire will test what sort of work each person has done. If the work which any man has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in you. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Peace be unto you who Wisdom arise, let us listen to the Holy Gospel. Peace be unto all. Reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Let us be attentive. At that time, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat by this time was many furlongs distant from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost. 
and they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I. Have no fear. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, bid me come to you on the water. Jesus said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, O man of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they entered the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. And when they had crossed over, they came to the land at Gennesaret. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One day a man was answering some uh, questions for a national poll, and when he was asked what his church preference was, he responded, red brick. Now that wasn't the answer the pollers were, of course, looking for or expecting, and it certainly shouldn't be the first thing we think about when we hear the word church. In the creed that we recite every divine liturgy, and really we should confess the creed every single day in our prayers, we say, in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. What is not said but is certainly implied is, I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. What exactly does it mean to believe in the church, to have faith in it? And which church is being talked about in the creed? Well, first, the one church of the Nicene Creed is the church we all stand in today. The church of the living God, as the Apostle Paul calls it. The church that Jesus Christ planted on this earth for the salvation of all who choose to enter her. St. Paul elsewhere calls the church the pillar and foundation of the truth in his first letter to Timothy. Historically, the Orthodox Church has maintained an unbroken continuity with the original church founded by Jesus himself in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. It has also faithfully maintained the apostolic faith, once and for all delivered to the saints, as we read in the epistle of St. Jude. It is within this church that the true faith is safeguarded and kept pure. The great apostle Paul even warned Timothy, quote, 
In latter times, some will depart from the faith, following the deceiving spirits and teachings of demons. 1 Timothy 4.1 His prophecy has proved true, as we have witnessed countless heresies rise up against Christ and His Church throughout the centuries, doing everything in their power to distort the faith. There were those in the past, and still today, who claimed Jesus was neither truly divine nor true God of true God, as we confess in our worship. There were those, and are, that deny that Jesus was born of a virgin, the Theotokos, or that he rose from the dead on the third day. The deceiving spirits of today attempt to lead us and our children astray by teaching false and corrupt morals, doctrines, and behaviors contrary to the very commandments of Almighty God. This is why St. Paul says to us, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, stand fast and hold the traditions which you were taught. 1 Thessalonians 2.15 That is to say, stay within the apostolic church of Christ, which has kept the pure faith of Jesus and his apostles undefiled and unchanged. Somewhere I once read the following story written by an anonymous author. He says this, Growing up on the Atlantic coast, I spent long hours working on intricate sand castles. Whole cities would appear beneath my hands. One year, for several days in a row, I was accosted by bullies who smashed my creations. Finally, I tried an experiment. I placed cinder blocks, rocks, and chunks of concrete in the base of my castles. Then I built the sand kingdoms on top of the rocks. Then, when the local tough guys appeared, and I disappeared, their bare feet suddenly met their match. And he continues, Many people see the church in great peril from a variety of dangers, secularism, moral decay, politics, heresies, or plain old sin. But they forget that the church is built upon a rock over which the gates of hell itself shall not prevail. In this morning's gospel, we heard of the disciples in a boat. They were in the middle of the sea, far from shore and any safety. There was also a storm at that time going on, and the waves were crashing against the boat, and the winds were blowing hard against it. Now the boat is not without a mystical meaning, for it symbolizes the church. Our church is caught in the middle of this world, in the seas of secular and material culture, and we are constantly bombarded wave after wave by false teachings and seductive temptations to draw us away from her. The wind that is the devil blows hard against Christ's church, always trying to keep her members 
from reaching the harbor, which is the kingdom of God. But we, of course, are not to despair. Our captain, the Lord Jesus Christ, is he who walks upon those stormy seas, and they obey his every command. He cries out to us, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. In the middle of this sea, there is definitely trouble. But never abandon ship. Do not leave the church. For within the church, which alone carries the disciples and receives Christ, we cannot reach that harbor. Without a boat, we will most certainly drown in the seas. This is what it means to say, I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, my brothers and sisters. We believe and we trust that we are kept safe from the temptations of the world when following the teachings preserved in the church. We know the true teachings of the apostles are kept here, and we confess together with them to Jesus, truly you are the Son of God, and we bow down in worship at his feet. We are confident that in the church of God, which is the Ark of Noah, we are carried safely through the floods of life. The church is the ark and great ship of salvation, which Jesus Christ established for his people. In it, we are cry out as Peter did, Lord, save me. And our loving Christ stretches forth his hand to snatch us up out of many perils. Again, my brethren, never, ever abandon ship. Always find the church to attend during this very busy life. Whether you are going off to college, moving, or occupied by your job, or whatever else, stay in the boat. Attend and remain in the church of the living God. The blessed elder Emilianos of Manathos once preached this beautiful sermon. Don't think that when you go to church that we are simply entering and exiting an ordinary building. Instead, we go up to and we make our entrance into the Holy of Holies, into the heavens themselves. As we open the royal gate and Christ is present in the holy chalice, so too do we sinners open the doors of heaven and enter. When we enter the church, we are traversing the distance from earth to heaven. We pass beyond the stars, we leave the angels below us, and we rise up into the heights of the Holy Trinity. This is the mystery of our church, he says. The gospel says that Jesus came to the disciples in the fourth watch of the night, walking on the sea. And this fourth watch is the time just before the dawn, right before the light of the sun is about to appear, but when it seems the darkest. And so this fourth watch of the night also alerts us to the end times, and that now, at the end of days, when things seem so bleak and dark, the Lord is coming to help. 
and is seen upon the waters as the rising sun of righteousness. For though the boat be tossed about by the storms of temptations, and we feel pulled in every direction that is not towards God, the church sees her glorified God walking above all the swellings of the sea. That is, above all the doctrines of demons and deceiving spirits, which bombard us daily. In the church, we say as St. Peter did, in the light of the transfiguration of our Lord on Mount Tabor, Lord, it is good to be here. Jesus said again, the gates of hell will not be victorious over the church. And here, within the ark of salvation, his words ring true. Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid, for I am with you until the close of the age. To him be the power and the glory forever. Amen.